Hello, friends, and welcome to To The Point, the home services podcast that focuses on marketing and operational solutions to help you get better. Because if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Now, let's cut through the bullshit and get to the point. What's up, podcast listeners? Is your host, Chris Yano and CEO of Rhino Strategic Solutions. And I have my co-host on here as well, rocking his BYLR hat, which means build your life resume. Mr. Tall Paul, what's going on, my friend? Chris, what is up? Man, I got two things going on today. Um, one, I am very, very nervous. Today is a special day in my house. It's my wife's first time cutting hair. So on the other side of that wall are the clippers. And in a couple hours, it's going down, um, which, is, it, which brings us to our guest because, yes, I'm nervous about this. I'm super excited today because I was expecting one guest and we got two. And the second one, I'm a little starstruck by because I knew <laughs> what was going on behind the scenes at this company. And now that she's on with us, it, it makes it that much more special. So I'll toss it back over to you. So I need to back up just one second. You're concerned that your hair is going to look worse after it gets cut by Corey? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, look at that. Look at this flowing chestnut. I mean, this yeah, is really, really solid hair. It kind of has like the helmet look, like you're protected constantly. Um, I don't know that there's going to be anything that's uh, that's worse than that, buddy. So I think that you should be positive. Glass half full, buddy. Yeah, they um, they give me a hard time around here for having what they consider to be very fluffy hair. And I looked back at a picture of myself a year ago, not under quarantine, and it looked like I was basically in quarantine. So I get it. My wife is watching, like, legitimately watching YouTube videos. So we're okay. going to figure it out. Okay, we've had enough conversations about your hair. Let's get to our guests. So we have some really awesome guests on on the show today because I say they're awesome because I've been watching a lot of their social stuff and I see what they're about and I kind of got the vibe of how their company is. Uh, one thing that we always talk about at Rhino is you got to give your business a personality and they've ex done an exceptional job of doing that. Um, we This is the first time we're meeting, but I want to welcome our guests to the show. We have Mr. Brent Shineman and Laura Shineman, not married, brother-in-law to Laura. Brent, Brent's brother is Doug. Did I get it right? You got it. Got nailed, it. it. You nailed it. What I, and, and they, um, the company is, you, know, you guys are up in Sandy, right? And it's Main Street Heating and Cooling, but you're in, you're technically in Sandy, Utah, right? Yeah, the office is located in Sandy. Our, um, we cover all of Salt Lake County. We go into, you know, other counties as well, but yeah, Salt Lake and surrounding counties. Got it. Okay, cool. Well, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you on. Thank you. For having us. So, here's the reason that we have these two on the show today. When this whole COVID thing went down, and I honestly am getting so sick of even saying the word COVID um, and reading it, but it is what it is. I want to I talk about a couple of things that they were early adopters on because I, I watched, I had, no do, I had no idea who they were. And I started, and I saw a post that Brent had had uh, had done. I think Laura made created the post, but Brent was the face of the post. They just got to some things really quick in the game, and, and they had. And when we talked about you have to pivot and make changes when COVID happened, they did they did that, and I think that that uh, was very admirable. 
And then as I started to to watch on some of the social platforms, um, things that they were doing and what they were about, I really took interest. And I think they did some exceptional things. And I, I think that our listeners should should hear what they did at the speed that they did them and then the the outcome of those things. So if you guys wouldn't mind, I don't care if you, who, who wants to give it, but go ahead and, and let our listeners know who is Main Street. Like, how did you guys get into it? How long have you been in business? Kind of give us the lay of the land so they understand who we're listening to. Yeah, sure. I'll take that one. So, um, you know, we've been we've been in business since 2012 uh, as an official business. Um, my brother and I kind of got into it. Well, he dragged me into the industry initially in about 2002 um, into heating and air conditioning, <clears throat> and I was just a parts runner and a helper at the time. And we were both kind of trying to put ourselves through college. Um, I did a. I went to the University of Utah and and did a business entrepreneurship bachelor's degree. And then um, I graduated right at the uh, right at the recession. So in 2009, I, I got out of college. And yeah, that was a really tough time to try to find a job. Luckily, I, I was, um, yeah, I had a, a, a decent business plan that I'd kind of carried through, through my degree and implemented it right away. And it was just a, a little advertising booklet called the coupon book that uh, I, I ran for a little while and then eventually kind of sold out of that. Well, I was a choir hired by another company and that, that didn't end too well for me. <laughs> and Doug and I ended up back together kind of doing side jobs. And, and meanwhile, Doug had, had previously started a, a, his own company, a heating and air company, ran that for a little while and sold that off to Lennox. And then uh, two years after that, <clears throat> Uh, we got back together and and uh, realized that we were making a little bit of money doing side jobs and, and maybe we should try that instead of the other junk we were trying. And thus Main Street at the height of the, uh, you know, Wall Street versus Main Street kind of talk. Got it. And, and yeah, I mean, we started out small, just the two of us, and then uh, just kind of grew from there. Now we're at about 15 total employees. And, uh, you know, we're still small beans. We're, we're only at, we're about two millions, two million, two million dollars for net revenue. And, um, but yeah, that's our story. Yeah, that's great. So you work with your brother. How's that work out for you? <laughs> <laughs> he it's just great. laughs. It first. actually really is. I, <laughs> we, we definitely, you know, we'll have our, our arguments, but we've always been able to resolve those. We've always been, you know, really good friends and mountain bike buddies. And, you know, we, we, we play together and work together really well. So Laura, you do all the, like the marketing and that kind of stuff. Like that's your baby, right? So all the stuff that we've been watching on social is kind of like, that's your deal, right? Yep. That's me. So, um, real quick, give a, uh, give our listeners your, uh, if you know off the top of your head, the uh, Instagram or any like just a couple of your social channels, because I want them to check it out. So our Instagram is at Main Street Comfort and our TikTok is at Main Street Comfort. And then our Facebook is Main Street Heating and Cooling. And then our Twitter is Main Street HVAC. That's pretty good. I'm impressed because I couldn't I couldn't tell you all of ours off the top of my head. Regardless, we'll post them. We're going to be tagging you in all the posts any, anyway, so so Perfect. everybody will see them. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Well, listen, you've been crushing it. 
Now, let me tell you something. I, what I want to do is before we get into um, some of the things that you guys have done, I want to brag on a few things first. So uh, when I started watching, and, and I, I think I probably consumed a majority of your content on Instagram, um, and one of your guys, and I got to find out who this was, did the grills video. <laughs> Sitting in the truck. <laughs> that was Doug? He had, that was Doug, yeah. So he's pulling up, like, I thought they were called registers. Apparently they're called grills. Um, it, I'm, I'm from the Midwest. I don't know, man. But, like, he started pulling up the grills, and then you were playing the grill song, and he had, like, a fake grill in his mouth. It was funny, and that's why I was like, all right. Like, they got jokes. This is good. They, get, they got a little personality, and um, I thought that stuff was humorous. And then you guys did the, uh, like, everybody jumped on board the Joe Exotic train. You guys have Mike Exotic. Um, that was hilarious, uh, about, you know, some, what did it, that posted something about Carol Baskin on there about, uh, oh gosh, what was it? You know, I'm pulling it up. Oh, it was, we can make your AC issues vanish quicker than Carol, Carol can ba- make her husband disappear or something oh, like that. Gosh, we make, so a- we make AC issues vanish faster than Carol's husband. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then, uh, and then of course, as a as a good marketer does, you also pivoted to the warm and fuzzy puppy whose ear was blowing off of the register, you know, to reach yeah, you know, yeah. the animal lovers. So well done on that. You guys are, are crushing it. And so listeners, if you check out any of those and go check out some of the things that they're doing, um, it's pr- it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And it's entertaining. And I think it's very it's very good to be lighthearted and funny in a time like this too. I mean, why not? Like COVID sucks. Let's be honest. Like it's not an ideal situation. So like it is what it is. Let's make it like we, we can flip it, you know, make it funny. We have fun with it. And you guys have done exactly that. So you guys, um, what I was telling you, what, what I was telling you like pre, um, you know, pre podcast. And when we were, when we were talking was how I even came, you know, how I even come to know that you guys like were any, like we're even there. It was, I saw, um, early on in COVID, um, because of uh, our, my company, Rhino, um, only working with HVAC plumbing, you know, electrical contractors, is we also had to pivot quickly on trying to how to help them um, keep going. And so we did some things uh, to help our customers, you know, decrease cancellations and things like that. Um, but part of that was you had to start creating videos and you had to get creative because people didn't want you in your home. Like if you didn't have a mask and gloves, you weren't going anywhere near my house. But this other thing that, you know, this virtual sales piece came up and you guys got into that in regards to the COVID thing really early. And it's been interesting to see since I saw that first video. And that's probably been what, like three weeks ago, maybe, maybe even longer than that, Brent, when you did that video. That More, yeah, more like, right. It was really like day two of our lockdown, which would have been uh, March 15th you're right so, man. Yeah. It's, it's april see like i don't even know the I, day anymore tomorrow's my birthday i, I forgot <laughs> oh happy birthday no i'll be i'll be 41 i'm trying to not remember it um <laughs> but you guys were early adopters to the virtual sales piece so uh virtual sales piece of this thing and I, i'm curious to know because you got to it so quick how has that how has that worked for you guys yeah, so you know, a couple, a couple things kind of went our way in the beginning. Um, that you know, bad fortune that we turned into good fortune. So in in January of this year, I broke my leg doing trying to be a super dad at a trampoline <laughs> center with my kids. And you tried uh, to be, you tried to do I, something I, cool I do that majority, you shouldn't have done. 
What's the hack? You tried to do something cool that you shouldn't have done. <laughs> I, I want to ask. Worse than, I, I believe it was publicly referred to as a like serious sports injury is I think how I learned <laughs> yeah. the news. So uh, unpack that a little. Well, so actually I, I, that day was a weird day here. So it snowed in the valley and I, it was a, a Sunday and I, I packed up the family and took everybody up to the, to snowbird to try to go skiing. And there was an avalanche in the canyon and it closed the canyon. So we spent five hours in the, in the car trying to get up to go skiing and then failed at it. So my parent, my kids were really disappointed. And so I thought I'd make it up to them and, and took them to a, a, one of those trampoline centers. And I grew up with a trampoline. I feel like, you know, and I still feel like a kid. And so I was throwing myself around and doing backflips and trying to jump over walls. And, <laughs> and it was right at the end, we were done. And I decided to, to try to race my, my nine-year-old son, who is incredibly fast, actually. <laughs> and I just landed between two trampolines and just flipped, rolled my ankle and, and broke my fibula. So it, it snapped. And at first, actually, that post, when we, when we posted that um, serious sports injury post, uh, at that time, I still didn't know that it was broken. It was a week and a half later before I, I finally went in and got an x-ray. I actually just got an x-ray today. And uh, <laughs> tell me, tell me you've got two it. hours ago. <laughs> I, yeah. So this lady is still up. broken. I don't know if you guys can. Oh, yeah, I see that. See that break. Yeah. Yeah. For those that not was, watching, it's a it's a clear break. <laughs> I'm no doctor. <laughs> That's broken. Gosh. Yeah. So unfortunately, that may mean I, I might be looking at some surgery. So that's that's going to be fun. So did but that? I was going to say that what, set you up. Yeah. So I mean, what that kind of did was it immobilized me, and I I do a major. I mean, I do most of the in-home sales, <clears throat> and and a handful of service calls as well. And so I, I already had, you know, we all already kind of had our brain working towards how do we overcome this obstacle for, you know, for two months prior to, to Corona. Um, and the minute that, that this happened and, and also, you know, if you look at our YouTube, you'll see years ago, we tried something like this actually. So before we were, we were trying to socially distance, we were, we were trying to do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, Doug had this brilliant idea that that is a way to sort of try to horizontally expand to new markets. And, um, and so we created this video and it, it never really stuck. No, but people really still wanted us in their homes. Um, but with this, you know, forcing everybody to distance, um, you know, and the fear that everybody has of, of you know, catching this virus uh, that, that really made this stick. And I, I, I actually, it, I'm built for it. I, I do all my quotes right here in my office. Um, and, and I, I do a video chat. So like a, uh, if, if they have FaceTime with we'll FaceTime with we'll zoom, uh, or, you know, worst case, if they're not comfortable doing that, they'll just take pictures and I'll, I'll kind of direct them and they'll, they'll text it in and our, our software grabs it and puts it all with their file and, and it all, you know, goes together. We have a crew today on, on an install, you know, a $9,000 install that I, I talked to them on the phone yesterday and set it up for today. So you think it's still, still as easy to connect, like even through video with, with them just based on your personality, you think that plays a lot into it? You know, I'm a, I'm a pretty good jokester, I think. And, <laughs> and 
Um, and yeah, over the phone, I'm, I'm able to still do that. And that breaks people down enough. I think that, yeah. um, yeah, I, I still am able to connect. Um, but you know, I, I, really our sales have been, they, they haven't been flat. They haven't, they haven't dropped. Um, they, they have grown a little bit, but that we can also attribute that to seasonality. It's, it's getting warmer here and people are, are definitely looking at air conditioners. Do you find that consumers are like relieved to ha just be able to get it handled over the phone or are they confused? Are their expectations exceeded? What, what's that like? You know, actually Laura and Mike field those phone calls more. You, when, I'm, when I'm actually speaking to the customer at that point, they, they're prepared for it. They know that that's what we're doing. Some people, you know, almost everybody thanks me and, and says, wow, that's, you know, that's great. And, and almost everybody, you know, most people get three bids in this world. And so I, it is almost always the case that I'm the only one that has, that's doing it virtually. Everybody else is still going out there in person. Do you find it's you, that you are following a specific process when you are engaged like via Zoom or FaceTime, or is it just a very human interaction where I'm trying to understand how, how you can help? What's it is very, it is a process. Yeah. But it, it flows very naturally, but no, I have, I have a uh, kind of a, a, a regiment that I go through with the customers and I, I, you know, I initially I start out and I, I, I ease the tension with, you know, telling them exactly what, how it's going to go, what I, what pictures I need or what images I need to see. Um, and, um, you know, get set a proper expectation, give them a time frame, And then, uh, um, I, I actually have my, my price, you know, my price book on my iPad and I hold it up to the camera so that they can, you know, they can see it and select what they want. And we have a conversation about it and it seems to work, you know, really well so far. I, I can't imagine going back actually. So have you, because you guys got started so early, um, my assumption is, is that you've only dialed in more and more week by week as you've done it more and more. And so now you're at a point where like, you're completely comfortable with it. I mean, it does make, I think right now it's out there enough that it kind of just makes sense. Um, but early on, I'm, I'm imagining that you probably still had some, I mean, it was probably really weird people to hop on a virtual sales call with you. It, yeah, it was early on. It was, um, you know, I, in fact, the first conversation I had immediately after I filmed that that uh, social media post, I, a guy called in and I, I gave him a quote right there at that table. And um, that guy just barely made up his mind and made his decision, you know, but and it, I remember it was a very rough conversation. It was long. I had to make him go get a tape measure. <laughs> and, you know, I'm putting these, you know, I'm making these guys work for it, doing the job that I used to do. And, and so that, that can be a little bit, um, you know, I, my fear in the beginning was that people weren't up for that, that they wouldn't be willing to do all that work. Yeah. Um, but you know, people are, you know, definitely coming around to it. Smartac.com, smartac.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. Smartac.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, 
all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. I certainly see this lasting post-COVID. Like, I see this being a long-term effect as one thing that will come out of this across the board, especially as I've seen a lot of other contractors doing it more and more. Um, Laura, so I want to ask you a quick question, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I would... Clearly, the uh, social media effort has been effective for you guys, at least it has towards me and in my opinion. And, and I've looked at some of your followers and, and, um, you know, and likes and things like that, and you have quite a bit. But how effective has this social approach been for you guys in the last, you know, in the last few months? It's been really effective. It's a really quick and easy way to, you know, just let people know how we're adapting and how we're pivoting. And I think it gives them a good just sense of our perspective on the whole situation and the fact that we're optimistic and we're going to look for the good in it. We're going to innovate and we're going to figure out a way to still do our job and keep people safe. And I think people appreciate that and we get quite a bit of interaction and I feel like we're building a community with it. Yeah, sure. And I believe perception is reality. So I think when you put things out there and you are innovative and you do and you pivot and you're fun, I think that's a reflection of how you do business. And I think that's a good thing to put out there. Um, do you have one platform that's been better for you than another, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, you know, Twitter, whatever it is? I'm definitely Instagram right at the moment. And so Facebook in the past was more effective and we're on the TikTok train. So we'll see where that goes. But Currently, it is Instagram. Yeah. yeah, and we talked about this earlier about TikTok in particular. You know, uh, Chris and I are a part of a bunch of different groups online and forums. And someone had asked, "Hey, is is TikTok worth it?" And about eighty percent of the people were like, "No, no, no, it's stupid." And one person said, "Oh, it's just for looky loos." And I'm thinking to myself, like, you're not understanding the value of building your own brand. So just the fact that you're on TikTok, where the next generation of consumers are hanging out right now, shows where your head's at. Another thing I want to mention, too, is um, your your brand story. The, the, the feeling you get from in, interacting with your brand is friendly, lighthearted, funny, smart, and all these things. And so like, we've never met you before. So we made those assumptions that that's who you guys are. And that's who you guys are. So there's like, there's authenticity there. But I want to ask a question. You know, there's more, many companies are HVAC companies that are trying to build a brand and trying to build social, but it feels like Main Street is a brand, is the social property that also does heating and cooling. Have you ever looked at it that way? Was that intentional? I think one of our strengths, just one of the things that differentiates us from the other companies in our market is that we, at least to ourselves, we're funny and we're young, we're sarcastic, <laughs> we're, we take HVAC really seriously, but we don't really take ourselves that seriously. And so we just kind of That's play good. off of that. And I think to the earlier point, you know, we have Brent on there doing silly things, Brent doing videos. So when Brent shows up on a Zoom call to do a bid, the goal is that they kind of already know who they're talking to. They've met him, they've seen him talk, you know, just like I listen to your podcast, I feel like I kind of know who you are. I kind of know what to expect. Right. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Um, You get to, because you get to basically, that's just what's so cool about social. Like you can, you can learn so much about everybody on social. Now, whether it's real or not is a different thing, but you can at least get somebody's personality out of it. So when you hop on a call, it's not like 
you're going, you walked up to the house the first time, knocked on the door, you're going into the kitchen table and you've never met. Like there's somewhat of a rapport kind of already started in that process because at least through video and things like this, you can tell if somebody's got humor, it's usually going to be really easy. And that's probably why Brent does such a good job is he has this humor aspect to him too, that, that it makes it easier to have a conversation with anybody when you're funny. Like, let's be honest. For sure. Yeah. Have you fifth uh, recruiting employees? Do people just kind of interact with your brand more frequently and maybe just want to work for you as a result of, of the work you're doing? on? Definitely, you know, more and more when we are viewing, they, they know us and seen our brand around and, and, Actually, at this point, I don't, I don't think anybody who's following us on anything yet from that. Um, are you guys, um, I, are you comfortable talking about your rebrand? I know a couple of years ago, you had kind of the classic retro cartoonish guy, which was um, really, really like a, a beautiful design. And now it's much more streamlined, black and white lettering. Um, the rebrand, why, how has it worked? Yeah, that actually, um, so that took a fresh set of eyes to really, um, convince all of us to, to make the change. We had put much into thing. It was really expensive and, you know, we really loved it from, from day one, everybody kind of jumped on that sort of retro colorful old, you know, guy with a screwdriver cartoon character with a tool. Um, and, and then we hired Mike about two years ago and it really took him coming in and saying, you know, everybody's doing this. You guys, you probably should change. And, and as soon as he said that, and, and, as, and Laura really, she has a, a, a graphic design background as well. And so she, she, this is her logo. She did this work and really cleaned it up and cleaned up our website and, and adapted us to modern day. It, it looks really, really good. And you can kind of feel the difference. And and what you had before was really good, but you're right. Other people are kind of following. Whoever did that creative has scaled that pretty well. Yeah. And we find that more people want to wear, like more people are asking for our shirts and things like that, because it's just like a cooler logo to wear around, I feel like. Yeah. You could totally wear that shirt with some jeans and not look like you're wearing a heat and air shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> heat and air. Heat and we, air. <laughs> we, tried, we tried to do the same. I, yeah, we've uh, always we've always handed out a lot of t-shirts and and uh you know for years laura's um also a, a master chef and baker so she uh has like a, a little commercial kitchen in her house and she bakes cookies and packages them up and and we we hand out cookies to our customers and we've been doing that for a long time as well and we'll logo them up and go to like community events and things like that just for brand awareness and it's worked out pretty good well the rhino uh office is 22601 north <laughs> send some down this way got it you got it you really should try them no you really should try we'll them. send you a shirt too <laughs> listen we we were uh, yes please do i'll i'll rock we'll it exchange. um we we were told we have an we have a, a annual kickoff meeting and we had uh, one of our employees stand up in the kickoff meeting where we, we always kind of go through, you know, what's great, you know, what can we do better? Like what, you know, what is 
confused. Like we go through this whole process of figuring out what's our next year look like. And one of our employees stood up and said, Rhino has the dopest merch. <laughs> <laughs> so we've never let it go. It yeah, it matters. I feel like it honestly does. We it have the, really does. Shout out to, uh, no. shout out to my, uh, one of our regional sales managers, Elliot Weber. So you talked earlier about not taking yourself too seriously and being lighthearted. Um, I have to believe that that has an impact on the culture at the company. Could you describe that a little bit? We definitely laugh a lot around the office. Um, and, and really you give me credit for having a sense of humor. Laura is the funniest human being that I know (laughs) on planet earth. I'm just the butt of all of their jokes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we, we definitely have a good time around the office and then you know early in the morning when all of our crews are are there and everybody's at the office uh it's it is you know we do have the serious conversations we're all still waking up and we do have the technical things to discuss um but we're, there's always you know we're, we're very relaxed we're relaxed about what time you show up for work you know if you're there 10 minutes late. It's just it's not anything we ever even discuss. It's, it's, and, and what I found is people show up, they, they don't, they'd still show up. They may be a little late, but, um, and then just everybody's relaxed. It's comfortable. It's, it's funny. Um, but yeah, we, we, but the guys, when it comes down to the work, they, everybody works, they, they get the job done and try to you know they know that that it's going to be inspected we're going to have eyes on it and and they have to know um what they're doing so we do have high expectations but we're goofballs (laughs) i love it i love it talk to me about the process between when you are talking to a client or customer and they decide they want to move forward with you. And then actually the actual installation, is there anything that goes on between them, like a pre-site survey measurements that are done? What goes? Yeah. So, um, all of our, all all of our conversations that we're having, if we're, if we're doing like a a zoom chat and they show me, you know, an, an image of the furnace, I'll have them, you know, hold the camera steady and I'll just take a screenshot of it. And then I, 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 I get and with using that. And then if, if they can get me a model number or a model number of the coil, you know, I can actually just from the model number, tell the, the dimensions of the furnace or the air or the, you know, evaporator coil. And that's all uploaded into our, into our software. We use a software called service Titan, which you're probably, probably very Super, familiar with. They're yeah. Really. I think the best. Um, and all of our technicians are able to review that the night before or the morning of and, and get an idea of what their, you know, what their, their task ahead of them is going to be. So, uh, and, but our customers, you know, through service Titan, as you know, they can, they can, you know, they review the estimate, they sign and accept it. And then that generates our booking and we schedule it from there. And so they get the notifications, they get a notification when we're on our way with the tracking and everything. Got it. Is it fair to assume that most of your, your customers have basement systems, one to two system homes? Yeah, that's a majority of it. So do you think, I'm just thinking about all my customers who are not in those markets. So I'm in North Carolina where um, I have two systems in my house. One's in the crawl space, one's in the attic. Do you think that would make it like, what would you do in that situation? Would, Would it even be possible to do what you do? Yeah, so we actually just did, we did this a couple times this week. So just yesterday, a homeowner had, it was his attic system that had failed. 
and he was an older gentleman and he he insisted himself on still climbing up there and getting me the pictures but we didn't, i didn't necessarily need it i had a conversation last friday with a customer uh that same thing failed attic system and i didn't even ask him to go in the attic all i did was knowing what the outdoor unit was and just having the experience to know you know what what the dimensions could possibly be and then i sent the the install crew with three different coil sizes and they returned the other two. So we just, you know, prepare for the worst. And, and if they had to make a, an extra run to the supply house, you know, I hate doing that, but if we have to, we do it. Well, the, uh, that's brilliant. The addict, the addict runs aren't, or, uh, getting him to go here in Phoenix is going to be a little bit more difficult given it's already 99 degrees out. It's supposed to be 104 today. <laughs> a little warmer down here. Yeah. Um, Laura, I had a quick question for you again. Um, do you, because you guys have posted a bunch of different things, do you have a, some sort of, or your opinion that you can give to our listeners on which type of social posts have been, you feel have been the best for you guys? Um, yeah, definitely. I feel like, especially in the situation we're in right now, we're just trying to offer as much value as we can. And if that's in the form of entertaining them with something funny or in the form of here's a tip of something you can do to maintain your air conditioner on your own, or, you know, just tips on how to save energy, things like that. We're just trying to provide value, provide content and not, we're not selling things. We're not, you know, pushing bargains and deals and things. We're just trying to provide value and be top of mind when they do need us. And I think just being optimistic and also empathetic to the fact that we're all in this, you know, similar situation. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, and she I might, she, sorry, I'm interrupted there, but she might be a little bashful <laughs> or underselling it, but she did one post, one TikTok post, um, where she sewed masks and, and cut up a filter and put the filter in the masks and for, for healthcare professionals. And it's, I actually, she made one for me. I wear, I wore it today to the doctor's office and that, but that, that post hit, I think it's at a half a million Damn. likes right now or half a million views on TikTok. Jeez. So that one definitely blew up. Yeah, that one did. Well done. Well done. Well, I will tell you. And we ended up having tons of people and we didn't expect this. We just thought it was interesting that it was a furnace filter you could put in masks. We made them for all of our technicians. And then we had from TikTok, because it's not so local, we had hundreds of people message us through our website and through Instagram asking for masks, people on the East Coast that are healthcare providers. And so we just started, I started sewing and shipping them out. And it was really, it ended up being a really cool thing. We saw sheriff's department sent us thank you cards and things like that. So it ended up being a bigger thing than we thought it was even going to be at the start. So I love it. I love it. I, uh, I will. That's awesome. You did that. I, I'll say that we, um, one of my best friend is, lives in Austin, Texas and Austin got, was on full lockdown. Um, he owns, he owns a jewelry store, you know, employees, the whole deal, but they shut down. Um, so I reached out to him and I said, Hey man, like he, he's good with metal and like, like he's really smart and he's got a lot of good employees that are really smart with like metal and can create, do some creative stuff. The things I have no skill set on doing, like I'm a computer guy, but I knew he's creative. So I said, Hey, listen, man, a lot of my customers need masks. Can you figure out how to make masks? And because they were sitting at home and they weren't an essential business. So, um, he, 
he, you know, Paul and I hopped on a call with a couple of the connections we knew with like 3M and trying to find filter material to create masks and stuff. We're talking, this has probably been a month ago or so, Paul. And he figured out he could go get the HEPA vacuum filters that are like 97%. And then he was trimming them and then he went home and made them. And he's been delivering them to all of our customers all over the, like all, even up into Canada. He just sent like a 500 order up into Canada or something like that. But the point of it was, is that like when you started creating those masks like that, um, you did it because it, that's another, that sounds like that's another piece of the, like the character of your company is like, you did that because you're genuinely trying to help. Subsequently, what happened is that post turned in and blew up and now people are asking you for masks, which is a, a, a cool story in, it, in itself. But again, it's kind of, this is like kind of indicative of, of, of who we perceive you are as a, a company and why we're even on this is that those are the things that you've done that I think have been exceptional in this time and that people can learn from those things and say, it's okay to put out anything. Like it's okay to be empathetic. I think empathy lacks in a lot of business and maybe it's better now, but I do believe a lot of people lack empathy, but be funny, be creative, be who you are. You don't have to be this straight laced thing. Like it's 2020 Gary. Well, you, we, we talked about this ahead of time. You know, we have a partnership with Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. Well done, Kyle. Um, and he, uh, and he'll say like two major things, you know, if you're gonna have two pillars, it's educate and entertain and you can do multiple things in those two pillars of educating and entertaining, but you don't have to sell. Like you don't have to sell to, to, to make a sale, be, you know, but be genuine, educate, entertain, give value, give value, give value. And then you can make an offer. Yeah. And if that that. sounds at all familiar, it's because I'm a huge Gary V fan. So I do (laughs) consume all of his content. (laughs) Shout out to my man. And I do try and implement it. That's why we're on TikTok. Mike would always make for me because I listen to his podcast every day. And by the time I get to the office, I'm like, Mike, guess what Gary V said? He's like, let me guess. (laughs) So So do you have a, like, it would appear to me as a consumer of your content. And and, and by the way, it feels like you're just one of my friends online. It doesn't feel like you're a brand. You're like, a heating and air conditioning company I follow, but it, everything appears natural. It appears like Brent just has like someone following him around with a camera or whatever, like whatever that might be. But what's your process? Because it, it doesn't seem to me that it's haphazard. I think you have a plan with your content, right? Yeah. I try and come up with a plan and map it out as best I can. And then I try and get as many people to contribute, um, especially like Doug, Brent and Mike. I feel like we're kind of the face and the personality of the business. And I definitely want to be sure when people call in and talk to Mike or I or Doug or when Brent's doing a bid that they kind of have a knowledge of who we are and that we're a friend and that we, you know, we're just casual and they can chat with us. But yeah, I try and lay out kind of a rough plan and then we wing it when we need to, you know, when things, things change, we pivot. So, But some of that comes from your own creativity, right? And yeah, maybe, maybe almost. Brent- Yeah, I pride myself in not reposting other people's memes or anything like that. So anything that we post, um, we come up with and some of it lands and some of it doesn't, but it's all funny to us. And we're like, hey, at the end of the day, as long as we entertain ourselves, it's fine. And and one thing that frustrates me, because obviously, you know, we, you know, we're in a media agency, we do consulting and and people don't do enough social. It's like, you can't really get it wrong, right? Yeah, as long as you're being authentic, yeah. Yeah, you have a post that no one likes and whatever. It's like, what's the consequence of that? Yeah. So you guys are doing Well, I think that you hit on a couple of things. Um, and for the listeners who aren't as creative as Laura, and I think there's a lot of people that 
like it takes like being a creative is is isn't easy either like it does require you thinking about things but sometimes cool stuff just pops up my two quick takeaways there are unlike laura who wants to be unique and i can completely appreciate that no different here um the one thing i've also learned though is if you're not creative watch some of your competitors <laughs> right look elsewhere and your communities are like on social and see what some other people are doing to give you at least some ideas Okay, to do something, especially if you don't have like a media agency that can help you out, and it's just kind of you on your by yourself. Um, look at what others are doing; it's okay. Um, I take that as a pat on the back when people replicate things that we've done. Um, yeah, so I definitely love doing that. And we part of our social media following is we've built relationships with a lot of other companies in the valley. And same thing, we'll um, message each other, and I've put their logos on certain, you know, videos and things that I've made and sent them over to them to use and vice versa. And I feel like they're awesome companies. And I feel like the collaboration only makes both of us stronger. So. Yeah, I agree. And I think also another piece of this is, and Paul kind of hit on it is don't overthink it. Like just put stuff out there. Like when we first flew in and met with Gary and met with him in New York and, and we were going through like what our plan was going to be on our social, like his social content calendar is ridiculous uh it is but he's got a massive team of people but the thing i heard loud and clear was don't overthink the content it doesn't have to be perfect record it put it out record it put it out you know and you're gonna put out so much of it and uh and that took some like nerve to just be like okay i'm just gonna you know i'm thinking about this in this moment record it send it over to you know kyle and our team and we'll post it or just post it myself or whatever don't overthink it just put it out there as long as you're being genuine it's going to come out the way you want it to come out and um, a lot of times those things with mistakes end up getting the most traction because people see it as authentic. People, they, you know, feel that they understand that, you know, we say the wrong things or do the wrong things. The lighting's absolutely. not perfect. It's absolutely, fine. absolutely. So, so I want to, I want to start to wrap on this thing and I want to wrap with this. And this is really a, um, a question for, for both of you. Um, and you can answer them, you know, one, the other one for whatever, but what have you, what have you to learned about Main Street over the last two months that you didn't know? Or let me ask a different way. What have you done differently that you've learned over the last two months to make Main Street a better company? Mm. Yeah, that's a, that is, a, um, you know, I, I have learned for sure that, uh, that, where I think I'm so important <laughs> that, and, and that me going into a home is so important and, and my physical presence. Um, but it just isn't, it's, you know, we, we can do our jobs, um, you know, virtually and, and not necessarily physically. And, and what I thought would be obstacles and barriers are definitely not, not in our way. Um, and, and our guys are, are, our guys and girls, we do have a, a girl technician as well. They, um, you know, they're incredibly resilient and, and willing to, to work through some of these crazy things. I mean, they're actually putting their lives at risk and, and families at risk by entering into these, you know, into homes on a daily basis. And they're, they're willing to do it. And, and, you know, I thank them for that often, but that's, that's one takeaway for me, at least. I don't know, Laura, what about you? Yeah, and I think part of that is we are all forced to communicate with technology like Zoom. And I think it isn't that you're not, that Brent is not as important. It's that he connects with people so easily and so well that even over 
a video chat. He connects with people and forms an actual relationship. Brent is the least salesy salesperson you will ever meet. He's just, he's very knowledgeable and he's friendly and he just isn't a used car salesman. And people see that and they see how genuine and authentic he is. And it comes through on a screen just as well as it does with him dragging his bum foot around their house. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, I think that uh, I'll bet you, um, and one, thanks for sharing that. Um, I think we've all kind of learned something in this in this moment because it puts you in a position where you're forced to make changes that you might not have normally done or just to do them quicker. Um, but I also think that you see what your team is really made of and what their true character is in moments like this, and you kind of know who is, like, who's your guy or who's your girls, like, on your team that you know, like, no matter what, have got your back and have got everybody cares about each other. Like we talk about in here that um, culture is the most important thing to me. Just like at VaynerMedia, HR is our biggest department. Culture absolutely matters to me. You ask any employee in this company, they'll tell you they know that we care about them. Um, They'll go to bat for us. We treat each other like brothers and sisters. We may not agree on everything. We may argue back and forth, but if somebody from the outside tries to come in, somebody's going to get punched in the face by somebody in this office because we have each other's back. We defend each other. And what we've seen in a moment like this, and I'm assuming it's been the same for you guys, is even though we're not physically in the office, we've actually seen productivity significantly increase. People have really stepped up because they know our customers need it and they need to be taken care of because now people are home more. We've seen our lead volume significantly increase across the board. And so I always say that demand service, if you've heard me say this, demand service demands service. And even though you're deemed an essential business, the consumer hasn't deemed you their essential business. That comes from my man, tall Paul. It was so spot on because they didn't pick you yet. So the things that you're doing with social helps them to pick you. Then they get to Brent. He hops on the, on the call. They kind of know who he is. Then they pick him because they like him, whether he's in person or not. So you're doing all the right things. And you might say it was good fortune, Brent, like you broke your leg and now you're kind of getting prepared for virtual sales calls. Maybe that's the case. But it is what it is at this point. You guys done a great job. Um, I'm, I, 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 like I said, Paul, so I almost felt like we were friends before we were on the call. Like I'm talking to you as if I already knew who you were, you know, and, and that's a good, to me, that's an ind- indicator of just how good like the social platform has been for you guys and how well it's working. So again, kudos. So grateful to have you on here. Um, once you're on the podcast, you're part of the Rhino family, like it or not. So you're in, um, I'm, we're going to be waiting on some cookies down here at the Rhino office. Kyle's already looking at me and <laughs> swag. I, I'm expecting a swag exchange. That'll be fun. We'll show you yes. what the dopest merch looks Perfect. like. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, I appreciate y'all so much coming on here. I know it's getting busy and now we're starting to get a little bit of heat, especially, uh, right now down here in Phoenix and things are going really crazy the past week, but, um, it was a real blessing to have you guys on here. We wish you nothing but the best. I'm going to keep watching all of the social stuff that you're doing and you keep listening to the podcast. And, uh, when we, when we what are you, what are you holding there, Paul? Oh, nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I didn't know if you were trying to show something or not, but <laughs> anyhow, we appreciate y'all coming on here. Um, man, I, uh, I encourage all of you listeners, if you haven't go to main street and if you just Google it, Google main street, they're in Sandy, Utah. You'll find it even if you didn't get it. We'll copy it in the links, but go do it, check it out. And then I would encourage you, as long as it's cool with Laura, if you need to, you know, need a little creativity, you need to reach out to somebody. My guess is by 
what I think the kind of heart that she has from what we've learned in the conversations we've had is she'd probably be more than willing to give you some advice. Is that fair, Laura? Yeah. Yep. I love it. I love it. Perfect. So don't worry, everybody. We're going to post her cell phone directly so you can text her to, you know, anytime <laughs> she slide. takes 24 hours, in the DM. 24 yeah. hours a day. All right, y'all. Hey, thank you so much. Take care. And, um, and, uh, and listen, keep kicking butt up there and keep putting out some awesome content. I can't wait to see it. And, uh, and we'll give a shout out to Gary V for you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank right. you guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to To The Point. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please consider leaving us a review in the App Store. And don't forget to share with your friends. Till next time, kick some ass.